At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! Touchdown! Panther This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. We want to play hard and play fast and be physical, and at the same time, we want to have great detail and do our jobs at a high level, so... Um, certainly nothing's perfect, but we're, we're, we are getting better, and that, that's all I can ask from these guys. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk, live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. You guys helped me out with this to start the show. Dom Capers, George Seifert, John Fox, Ron Rivera, the four head coaches that have preceded Matthew Kenneth Rule. All outstanding men in their own rights, all fantastic coaches, but is it fair to say that they would each sort of be decidedly old school in their approach? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And so now here comes new school with roots that run into performance psychology, diet, stretching, hydration, recovery, uh, game planning, motivation, etc. It feels exciting. How's it playing in your minds, Oak, and in yours, Eugene? I think, you know, it's brought what was kind of promised, a new energy. I think there's an enthusiasm. And I think the key is you see it among – you expect it among the rookies and first- and second-year players. But I see guys like Trey Boston seem reinvigorated by it, K.K. Short. You know, guys have been around for a while. Whether they're talking about Phil Snow's defense, Joe Brady's offense, depending on what side they're on, um, Matt Rule. And it's a little bit different. Like practice is done a different way every day, and uh, he'll feature something different. There's no set pattern to it. Like you talked the other day about coming out and starting in the two-minute drill first thing. Uh, today it was special teams. They came out when they left the bubble. Uh, they did the first thing with special teams out there. So uh, I like that, Eugene. That's kind of a fresh approach. Keeps you on your toes. It doesn't become a stagnant. And, and they really you know, kind of basically, when they're not taking a water break, sprint and run from station to station of what they're doing next. But one thing that remains constant and always remains the same is that players make plays. And Coach Rule had said that he wants playmakers. 
he said that, and when the first time we, we got on the air doing Panther Talk, that he he believed in putting the hand in the, the the in the hands of your players to go ahead and make those plays. You cannot judge the heart. You can have scheme. You can have uh, ideas. You can have all newfangled things. You can do different approaches. But one thing is constant. Football players make plays, and it's based on the heart, and it's based on you beating that guy. So you got to have 11 dogs out there getting at it, getting ready to eat. And that's what I think that Coach Rule is trying to build, to see where these guys are at, where are my dogs at, if you will, if I can say that, or where my cat's at, if I can say that, where these guys are at. Because if I get 11 on the field, who just dog hurry about to go ahead and stuff a mud hole in you legally, then I got something to work with, regardless of what scheme I'm going to employ. Golf, for me, it's like an old girlfriend, and it's best that we don't run into each other. <laughs> but there for a while, it, it ran kind of hot. And I used to always think these guys at the driving range, and you guys are both golfers, that would – pay eight bucks for 60 balls and hit 60 drivers. And I think that that's a, such a moronic thing to do. When on the course under pressure, do you hit your driver 60 times in a row? Right. Unless you hit the first 59 out of bounds <laughs> on the first tee. So to that point, I love how Matt rule tries to practice and all, all coaches give it lip service. Oh, we want the practice to be harder than the games. But practice under Matt Rule is unpredictable. The players don't know whether they're going to need their seven iron. They don't know in the next period whether they're going to need their hybrid. They don't know whether they're going to need the sandwich. He keeps it organic like that. Mm -hmm. Don't you think, Eugene and Jim, to build that psychological hardness in these athletes to where they can deal with the ambiguity that's going to come at them in a football game? But don't you think that's more of a function because there's no preseason games and not a function because of uh – uh, because of that's his, his nature. I no, I don't. I worked hard on that question, so I'd appreciate <laughs> if you would agree with its premise. So I, I agree with the premise of that you can use a nine iron, a seven iron, you can use your wedge, and you can use your driver. But I think that's much more of a function because if we'd already had preseason games, he's going to know if it's a wedge shot, if it's a seven iron, if it's a nine iron, if it's your driver. If it's your uh, your hybrid, he's gonna know what that's what that's gonna look like already. He should have known that because you already had three preseason games, and because there's a lack of those games, my third down is throwing throwing up in uh, up in uh, up in rage. My second down is seven plus. My first and ten. My red zone. My short yardage. My goal line. I don't know any of those things because I really can't practice them full speed and live. So I think more Mick to your point. I think that's a function. He has to have that variety because there's no preseason games. It might be, I think, a little bit of both. I think it's also, some of that Eugene is right, but I think it's also that approach that Mick began the show with, kind of this new age way of thinking, not doing things the traditional, this is the way things have always been done kind of way. This is how I was taught. And he played for Joe Paterno at Penn State, and he's worked with you know Tom Coughlin and guys like that. He could have just you know relied on old school principles. He's, he's come from them. But uh, I think he's kind of borrowed and taken from different places. And I think what got him the job here was the innovation and the cutting-edgeness, and I think that includes every part of it, the preparation, the practices, how the games will go, the style of play. So I think there's also a personality that's involved with what he's doing. Me too. And as we go to break, there's an old-school component that I don't think he'd mind me sharing with you, especially because I plan on asking him about this moment here in a second when we interview him. Practice on Saturday. The third Look like the third team. Some twos and threes are going at each other, but it's live. It's football, full contact. Yet some of the ones – had taken it upon themselves, some of the starters had taken it upon themselves to just chill just a little bit and, and see, uh, get seated on the bench over behind 
on one of the sidelines. And Coach Rule stopped practice right away. And he said, and not trying to be all, you know, drill sergeant, but he said, hey, these guys out here on this field are getting ready to bust their you-know-whats. So how about you guys over there seated, come up, get a piece of this, stand on the sidelines, be a part of the team drill right now. And, oh, and they scurried around. I just thought that's got a chance. Yeah. Outstanding. Loved it. Outstanding. Okay, we'll ask him about that. And also want to remind you, this is our broadcast roundtable brought to you by GEICO. You go to GEICO.com, 15 minutes, could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'm Mick. It's the Zoke, Eugene. And we'll be back with Coach Matt Rule of your Carolina Panthers next on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Down the left sideline, 10-5, and a touchdown. Sacked at the 25-yard line. Balls out, Panthers diving for it, Carolina recovered. I see all the good and the bad, right? You know, so it's hard for me. Like, if the offense goes right down the field and scores, then you feel great about the offense and you're upset with the defense and, and vice versa. So... Um, I was pleased with the effort. I think one of the biggest things is, you know, we, we played the ambient noise that will probably be played you know, in the games. We played the um, we played the music up until 20 seconds. So we did everything just like a game. And I think the ability to create your own energy this year is going to be a major factor. Like which, which side of the ball, which team can create their own energy without the fans there if you don't have fans. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. As Panther Talk rolls on, Mick Mixon with the head football coach of your Carolina Panthers, Coach Matt Rule. Coach, where do you feel like your football team is right now as we start to bring that opening game into focus a little bit? You know, I think this this week, um, I refer to this week as the grind, you know. you got to just put your head down and go day by day and just get through it. Uh, I think we're, we're, we're setting a standard for how hard we want to play. Uh, we're learning our assignments still. Um, so I, I think we're just right in the middle of it. You know, we just have just, just have to kind of work and, and, and really, um, really start to really start to develop an identity, you know, as, as we move through this week. Saturday morning, you practice in Bank of America Stadium. What was that like for you and your ball club? I thought it was great, you know, just have a you know, change of venue. Uh, we were able to play some of the, the noise that we think might be played this year during the season. Um, just, you know, dealing with different situations, different uh, location. And I got, got a lot of good team reps, which I thought was really good. At one point, it looked like you you wanted some of the veterans to get up off the, the bench. Maybe they had gotten a little relaxed over there while some of the other guys were competing. Coach, how did you develop that situational awareness as a head coach? Um, you know, I, I'll be honest, I don't know if I remember exactly what happened. I, I do know couple guys that we had we had reps uh you know we had rep counts on once they hit the reps i told them take their pads off i said make sure you're coaching and then i, I do remember what you were talking about there was a there was a final series and i said everyone everyone get up and watch i just think it's important that you know we all recognize the uh, the efforts of each other that we watch and cheer on guys in our position guys on our side of the ball and you know, football's fun when you make it competitive so just get up and, and make it as competitive as possible yeah i thought that was a cool moment and um 
and, and it seemed like your team got your message. Coach Matt Rule, our guest on Panther Talk. Coach, what motivated you here recently to refer to Justin Burris as one of the unsung heroes on your team? Uh, I just think he's a guy that, you know, no, you know, I haven't, haven't had a lot of people ask me about, but um, he's a guy who, who has tremendous talent and he gets out there every day and he works at it. And you, and you can see how versatile he is. He's playing on special teams. He's playing on defense. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that can really make this thing go for us. You seem like, Coach Rule, you'd be a coach that's very adept at the, the chess game of the end of a football game, the end of a half with timeouts, clock management, strategy, et cetera. Do you view yourself in that same way? Um, I try. You know, I mean, I, I certainly want to uh, I want to make sure that I do my part in terms of managing the clock, managing the situations, giving us the best chance to uh, best chance to win. You know, and this is a game of situational football. And um, we try to practice those. You know, we practice, you know, even on Saturday, we practice two-minute end of half and two-minute end of the game. And I think we have a quarterback in Teddy who's who's really – comfortable in those situations but it's about getting everyone else including myself comfortable there are not a lot of rule changes this year in pro football coach but pro rules are pretty different from the college rules to, to what degree have you tried to educate yourself as to some of those differences it's every degree i mean i, I try to make sure i go through try to make sure i go through every situation and you know, we're lucky we have tapes of different situational things that you can go back and watch so um, myself and, 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 and Los Delgado both um, going all the way back to Temple, you know, clock, how, how we would handle things, looking at other situations. You know, and to me, you want to you want to learn from you want to learn from the experiences of others. And uh, and, um, you know, we all I think we do a nice job every week, even in season of going back and looking at our decisions. And were they right? Were they wrong? How could they have been different? And, um, you know, he, he's always helped me with that a great deal. I know some coaches have a flop sheet where it, it's sort of pre-articulated, predetermined on there when you go for two and that kind of thing. Do you believe in 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 going by that, Coach? Uh, you know, I think when you do those things, there's some things that are hard and fast. There's other ones that are really coach's decision. You know, like the, the statistics might say one thing, but it's not so strong. And you know, I think you know, I think all of it is always just information, right? And uh, I think it's Bill Gates once said, "Information is the reduction of uncertainty." You know, trying to trying to get as much information as possible before you make a decision, but also understanding that, you know, you as the head coach, only, you know, you know, how healthy you are, how good you are, how good the other team is. And when you make those decisions, you want to make them, you know, using the statistics, using the analytics, using all the facts, but also knowing your team, and what you can do. And, and um, it's one of those guys who, who tries to put all that stuff together and, and then hope that um, hope that uh, I give my guys the best chance to go win. That's also a great description of broadcasting a football game, the reduction of uncertainty. We might try to use that at some point. Talking to Matt Rule here on Panther Talk, just a couple more questions for you, Coach. The the uh, the offense, we talked a little bit about your defense through Justin Burris, but what about your offensive side of the ball and how much of what you want to try to have in your uh, at your fingertips for week one has been installed at this point? Yeah, uh, we, we've got pretty much everything in. I mean, they've got even final plays and stuff like that. I mean, Joe and – Joe and his staff have done a great job, and the guys have worked really hard. And again, a real benefit having Teddy here, who knows knows most of it. Um, so, to me, right now, we're just you know putting spending time on tasks, trying to improve, develop you know the, the, the stuff that we're doing to make it better and better and better. But um, I think we got a lot of stuff in. I, I like where we are offensively. You know, my my main thing is you know the timing, situational football, uh, protecting the football, and then also. And just having a couple of runs that we know we can always go to, having a team that can control the line of scrimmage. And so 
uh, we're working hard to develop that right now. In a season of such weird changes of routine and all, we'll have a fan fest on Wednesday night, Coach, with no fans. But what do you want to get out of that session with your club? Well, you know, for us, it's another opportunity to go practice. Um, it's a little bit different, change in scenery. But, you know, we'll, we'll still practice as we do. And I hope that uh, people that, you know, that, that, that cheer on the Panthers that are fans of the Panthers, hopefully they have a great time too, have a chance to – so see the guys, you know, play and practice and do different things. And, um, you know, we'll try to make it fun. We'll try to, you know, let the guys' personalities shine through. But at the same time, also, um, you know, we want to tackle, we want to block, we want to do all those things. Should be a blast. I've heard that you'll have a mic for some of it, and it'll be on the Panthers television network so folks can tune in and get a, a feel for the Matt Rule era. Coach, thank you for your time, and we appreciate you being on Panther Talk with us tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. That Wednesday night deal should be cool. For those of you who may not know, 7 to 9 p.m. On the broadcast, you'll have the Zoke. You'll have yours truly, your humble correspondent, Kristen Balboni, and also Kurt Coleman and a cavalcade of luminaries that will be interviewed. Luminaries. We're going to have some luminaries. And you're going to interview some of them. Some, some luminaries. And it's going to be neat. So, actually, you know, I shouldn't say fan fest with no fans because there will be fans. They just won't be in think, Bank of America Stadium. It'll be our job to connect them. And as we practice. know, I think a lot of fans are excited to see what this looks like. They have not gotten to see practice, those who would go to Spartanburg or those who would come to fan fest. Uh, so I think it's going to be a great opportunity for them to uh, to be able to take all that in. And uh, I know um, we have some radio out there as well with my radio stations, WBT and WFNZ will be out there too. So I think it's going to be kind of a first opportunity for the fans to have that. So it will be fans and it will be fest. It'll just be socially distanced fan and fest. That's a good, good way of looking fan at it. Fan fest six feet apart. Yep. Eugene, how long does it take, especially with no preseason, game, preseason games, when do you expect that the identity, the character of Matt Rule's first Panther team – will begin to reveal itself. You know, if we, if we think about the season and quarters, I, I think after the first quarter, after those first uh, four games, I, I would think you'll see that the the character of this team emerging. Um, there's a lot that needs to happen here. And he mentioned about having the playbook already in on offense and having everything done. And, and having Teddy Bridgewater seems like to be a godsend because you got a guy who's experienced to go ahead and walk you through that and not have a, a steep learning curve. And so uh, I think – as we look at chemistry, typically after getting in getting in a game shape, you know, it takes you about three or four games to get in game shape and 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 to get your identity defensively and offensively to see what type of team you're going to be. So I expect after the first quarter. How healthy is the team right now, Zuck? Overall, for having 80 players, pretty good health, but there's always a couple things going on. Injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina, and they come from the wide receiver department this week. Omar Bayless with a knee injury. Uh, that uh, we'll get a look at, and uh, that could be problematic. And Seth Roberts is in concussion protocol. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Got a safety on the Panthers. Played some corner at NC State. We're number 11. Actually took some graduate school classes at NC State to get that last year in. His name is Justin Burris, Riley native. And you'll meet him when Panther Talk continues next. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. 
This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Rolls out to the near side, stops, throws, intercepts, hand, five, it's a touchdown! Ball's loose on the field, the Carolina Panthers recover! It's definitely good to get back in pads and uh, get back to, to real football. Uh, you know, with no OTAs, it's been good just to just to get right with my eyes and, and start to really get back into the feel and the flow of things with uh, you know, all the new stuff that we have. But, you know, I see a lot of great things in our offense. I see a lot of things that we need to correct. And I think that's the, that's the beauty of these early stages. And uh, when I say early stages, it's it's coming, you know, before we know it too. So I think we have the right attitude about going about practice and, you know, making sure we play fast, play physical, and then correct the mistakes in the meetings. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Zoki, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. When head coach Matt Rule speaks of toughness, intelligence, and preparation, when he speaks of his vision for the brand of Panther football, he often refers to Justin Burris. This fifth-year safety out of NC State provides a daily model for the younger players of what it takes to excel. Burris says there is a uniqueness to a Matt Rule run practice. Very fast tempo. Uh, he wants everybody running between drill to drill. Um, not a lot of downtime. Uh, just trying to get that tempo ramped up, just get ready for the season. Um, it's great because there's a lot of energy. You can tell it from from him down to the coaches, down to us. Um, it's a lot of energy, fast pace, and it's uh, it's great to be around. Defensive coordinator Phil Snow is putting his fingerprints on this team as well. Uh, a lot of knowledge of the game. Um, he's trying to instill that in us. He's trying to give us little tidbits here and here and there that, you know, um, he's obviously been around the game for a while and he knows a lot and, you know, he wants us to know the things that he knows and, and kind of the ins and outs of the offense. He wants us to know the offense, wants us to learn the offense and how they're viewing us, how they're attacking us so that we can go back and then, um, attack them. And, uh, you know, we're going to dictate how the offense plays and we want to go and, you know, be the tone setter. And, um, he kind of sets that in the meetings and, and it's great to be around. As a result, chemistry is developing in the defensive secondary. It's a bunch of guys that are close, a um, bunch of guys who, through this whole virtual session, we're still laughing and joking with each other. We're still um, getting that bond. Uh, maybe we haven't been in the building together like we were, uh, like we could have been in past years. But, you know, it's still a tight-knit group. Um, just being back within these past two and a half weeks, you know, you wouldn't even think we had OTAs virtually. Um, it's just great to be around them, great to talk to them, great to be in the building with them now. And uh, it's a bunch of great guys. It didn't club met around the stadium either. This team is being coached hard. Well, I think you got a bunch of guys in this group that doesn't want to get caught up. Uh, we want to we want to win, and however we can do that, um, you know, we have a we have a coach who we believe in. Uh, we have a coach who you know he know, he has the formula, and we're following behind that. And if that's working hard, that's high tempo, that's fast energy. That's fine with us. Um, if you're going to lead us to victory, you know, we're, we're behind you. And we believe in him, and we believe that he's going to do that. And, uh, you know, whatever he has planned, whatever he has instilled, we're ready. Burris grew up in Raleigh, and he says, man, it feels great to be back home. I have family in Charlotte. Uh, my main family, my mom and my dad, my little brother there in Raleigh. Um, you know, so it's a two-and-a-half-hour drive for them. Um, I, don't, I don't really know what's going to happen with fans and stuff, but, you know, it's, I'm still right here um, close to them and, you know, they're happy not to have to drive uh, every, to every game and or fly to every game. And um, it's, it's great to be back in the city, uh, back in the state. And, um, you know, I've, I've lived in Charlotte for four years now. And just to come back home has been great. Um, glad to be here. So what areas of potential growth 
does Burris see for this defense? Uh, that we need to improve on is just staying hungry, staying ready. Uh, I think you got a bunch of guys who, you know, even a guy like me who's in his fifth year, a guy like Trey's in his seventh year, uh, we're still hungry. We still, you know, we still have a lot to, to improve. Um, we still have a lot that we want to get accomplished. And we think this is the perfect time and the, and the right situation to come into a, you know, with a new regime, a new staff um, to come in and get that, get that done, um, to learn and grow as the team learns and grows and, and gets better and better. I think we'll get better and better. And, um, you know, like, like I said, just, just being hungry and, and continue to, to grind and continue to strive to be the best because um, we have the pieces. You know, uh, a lot of people, you know, might not know our names yet, but, you know, we have the pieces to, to be a great secondary, to be a great defense. Um, and to be a great team, and I think we can surprise a lot of people. Burris was a fourth-round draft choice of the New York Jets in 2016, and he's also logged time with the Browns and the Raiders. Stay with us. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues after this. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers radio network. It's a reverse play. Panthers are there. Ball loose. Fumble. Carolina recovers. And it's a touchdown. Right side. The 10 to 5 and an unbelievable touchdown. I'm just trying to find guys right now that are just tough guys who like to play hard. You know, we have enough stars. We have enough, you know, high-end, you know, talent guys. What we need is we need a gritty, tough team that loves to play the game and creates their own energy and goes out there and loves the physical battle. So, you know, we're going out looking for, you know, looking for those guys when we have them. We'd love the guys, we'd love it to be the guys that we have, that we've trained. But at the same time, we also realize there's lots of guys out there on the street that are good players that can help us. And so Marty and Pat Stewart and those guys, you know, they're looking high and low at all positions. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Time we check in with the general manager of the Carolina Panthers, Marty Herney, now on Panther Talk. Marty, a big part of your job is to scout the colleges, and you're great at it, but how do you scout college talent if the number of games you have available to you to to watch and to attend is reduced? Well, we're still trying to figure all that out, and the the league's still trying to figure out the protocols, but right now, Mick, what, what, what colleges are doing and what we're really focusing our time on is is Zoom calls with uh, colleges as far as their pro liaisons and their strength coaches and head trainers and um, academic people. And we probably I've I've probably personally gone through about 25 Zoom calls in the last two weeks, which you know is is way ahead of the information you would have in normal years traveling to the schools, but. Um, it helps. It's a start. It gives you some information on all the players. And then now we're just in the process of figuring out how the, the in-person process is going to go. I think there's a chance that scouts can go to games uh, for the teams that are playing. Of course, there's some teams that aren't playing and we have to just go off of the information we have now and watch tape and then gather information after the season as it goes. But we're just waiting for a, a final protocol from the leg on how we can approach scouting in person at the colleges, whether it's just going to be relegated to games or whether we can go to practices. We just don't know yet. I'm not saying you're old, but you do have that old school mentality, which we, we respect. And there's nothing, of course, like in-person contact with people on these college campuses. But 
are you finding, Marty, that there's an economy of scale and, and of, of time with not having to travel as much this time of year and, and consolidate it electronically? We certainly do have more information right now at this time last than we did this time last year because of all the Zoom calls. But you're right, Nick. I mean, I really do believe you can't replace seeing somebody live, seeing a guy close up, whether it's in practice or whether it's during a game. So hopefully, ideally, we can combine the two and have all this information um, that we have right now on all the players from these schools we've talked to and then somehow be able to get a bird's eye view, a, a live look at these guys. So just like everything else right now, it's a work in progress and you have to be flexible and we'll get it all worked out and find the best way to, to uh, make the best decisions in April. You've got a new scout working for you. Let's see. I got his name here somewhere. Keekley. Yes, Luke Keekley. How's he how's he doing for you? Luke's been doing great, I'll tell you. It's uh he's got a great feel, you know, he and and he can just when he talks, when he writes his reports, he 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 gets right to the point and he works as hard as a pro scout as he did as a player. And it's just uh you know, it's just a pleasure being with um, having him as part of our staff and our whole pro scouting staff has been great. You know, Pat Stewart has come in and is doing a great job and um, with Matt Allen and Rob Hanrahan and, and we added another new new young scout, James Blanchard. And, you know, you see these waiver wire pickups, you see the movement we're making, um, you know, on a weekly basis here, bringing in guys and taking looks at them and I think that's a credit to Matt Rule as well. He wants, he's all for bringing in guys and, and seeing if we can improve incrementally. So I think our pro scouting uh, system in general is going very well. And, um, you know, it's still kind of Luke, Luke walks in your office and, you know, gives you a name tag and it's, it, it's, it's still kind of hard to get used to, but he's been tremendous just like our pro scouts have. You have been open of, of your feelings about the great start Matt Rule has gotten off to Marty. How do you feel about the staff that Coach Rule has assembled to to surround him? I think it's excellent. I think it's such a good co uh, teaching staff, and I think our players would tell you the same thing. I think you could ask any player, and I mean they make everything so clear. They go through fundamentals, our schemes. I think everything is is really taught so well and, and defined so clearly that, listen, we're in transition, Mick, you know that. It's a, anytime you have change, it takes time for everybody to, to kind of get into where it's just second nature. But I think that, uh, I think the staff has been incredible and it's a tremendous teaching staff. And I think we're just excited. You know, I think every week we get better and it's just like anything. There are some some days are better than others, but we are always looking to, to at the present, to what we've done now, how we can get better, how we can get 1% incrementally better every day, as Matt Rule says. And I think our staff has done a tremendous job. It's our buddy Marty Herney on Panther Talk tonight. We asked this of Coach Rule earlier, and he, you know, his humility kind of forced him to sidestep it a little. But I want to get your opinion. Coach Rule seems like he's just smart, smart in a life way and in a football way. Do you feel that same thing? And, and specifically, do you think this Panther staff will be very good uh, tactically, good at the end game management of games, the clock, uh, timeouts remaining, that type thing? You know, Mick, I think I, I came to a conclusion, you know, a little over a year ago that I think when you look at the really successful people 
in this world, they have three traits that stick out. Intellect, common sense, and people skills. And when you look at Matt Rowley's three for three, and I think that's what you're talking about is not only does he have the intellect, he knows so much about the, the, the details of football, not just on one side of the ball, but on offense, on defense, and special teams. And then he's got this, just this special common sense way of thinking that when you bring up subjects and you talk about it, and he certainly likes to hear everybody's opinion, but he's got this knack, this special knack of this common sense way to put things that make it so clearly. And then people skills wise, I mean, I just, you know, I don't see how anybody can be with him day in and day out and not like him and not respect him. So I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that he is, uh, he's got a lot of unique uh, traits that make him a very, very good coach. Let's talk about the offense next week. I want to ask you a couple questions re relating to the development of this offense, but we're going to end this with more of a broad question of you, uh, Marty, with so much swirling around and so much uncertainty. Uh, what keeps the Panther GM up nights these days? Oh, I think it's just where you can get better. And you, you always think of the ones, the decisions you made that might not be right. And I think everybody makes those. Everybody that, that is in this job makes those. But I also think right now, really what, what keeps you up at night is how do you get better? What can we do tomorrow that, that makes us that 1% better incrementally? And, and what can we do? Who's out there? How, who can we bring in to improve our football team? And I think it's, a, it's actually a positive way to stay up at night thinking because I think that we feel like at least I feel like we are really taking a lot of steps in the right direction. How long it takes to get there, we don't know until that comes. But I think that every day there is something positive that you can look at that you say, okay, we're getting better in this in this particular area. So you just want to, uh, you know, you just keep thinking about how we can keep getting better each and every day. Tons of optimism, and it is, it's a blast, isn't it, this time of year, Marty? Thanks so much for your time, for your input, and we appreciate you being a part of the show here on Panther Talk. Thanks, Mick. As always, thank you. When I asked him what keeps you up at night, I thought he was going to say the seven cups of coffee that I had <laughs> at 5 o'clock and then the half a tin of Copenhagen or whatever that stuff is. But I don't think Marty does that. I think he's uh, – He's uh, he's excited. You can tell he's yeah. fired up about what's to be. You know, we were talking earlier. I think it's uh, rejuvenating for those like Marty who've been around for a, a long time, not only in football but with this organization. And for veteran players, it's not just the the draft picks. It's not just the young players. So uh, you're you're around this building every day. It's hard to get in the building, first of all, get your temperature taken and get a wristband and all that stuff. But then once you get in, there's a lot of energy and I think enthusiasm about what's going on and. Um, for everybody, Eugene, I mean, this is unprecedented times as far as getting a feel for something like football, as far as what that's going to look like in a football game with no preseason games. Eugene, you walked in tonight. You said we we're supposed to have played our third preseason game yeah, already. Already. You know, Marty mentioned about getting incrementally better, 1% better each time. That keeps him up at night, you know. And not having those preseason games, I, I think that really hurts you because now you have to go ahead and do all your evaluating in practice. All the evaluation you do has to be in practice. And some guys are going to get cut, and some guys who are going to be really good guys, you're going to have to let go because you have not seen what they're capable of doing um, 
live when 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 you're in a, a preseason game. And so I think the coach Rowe has his work cut out for him a little bit, but everybody's in the same boat. Uh, he's going to have to really do a great job of coaching these young guys here because um, you got to start off really fast. And I think you know he's going to have some latitude, but I think he's anxious and rare to have a really fast start and to showcase a really good Carolina Panther team. It is challenging to get in the building. I came in the other day, and they gave the digital thermometer on my head and my temperature, and the guy says, security guy says, okay, 92.5, you're good, Nick. And I said, wait, <laughs> wait a second. If my core temperature was 92.5 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit, they'd have to bring me in here on a stretcher. Was he looking and at his transistor radio let's, setting let's or something? do it again. <laughs> so he did it again, and it, says, and it turns out that I think my skin of my head was so white and so hairless <laughs> that it reflected the – beam back at the thing but we got it figured out 92.7 97.2 which one was it so you're the opposite of writing a, a fever i know it makes the body feel kind of low and he's only you can't even you actually passed away six years ago can't even <laughs> register on the Clip. thermometer Clip. <laughs> it's like weekend at bernie's we just don't mick around everywhere we, we go, go prop mick up <laughs> put the microphone in his face and i know i'm a cool guy but my golly okay well no quite enough of that we're going to come back and talk some real football and other topics thereunto appertaining next. This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Love doing this because we get the question a lot, so it's fun to kick it around ourselves. By the way, this is Panther Talk. Mick Mixon, Jim Zoki, Eugene Robinson, our, our crew here in the Langtonian Institute of Broadcasting Studios. Great to see you guys, and thanks for the work you do. So pick a um, maybe a non-starter, Zoka, a, a, a player that's kind of caught your eye that's uh, fighting to, to make the club and get some playing time this year. I think it'll be fun. I'm going to pick one on offense and one on defense. And it's the same guy. <laughs> Miles Hartsfield, who is a oh, defensive yeah. back out of uh, Ole Miss, and a rookie player, free agent. Uh, and so he's not played running back since high school. But uh, Coach Rule said when they started these practices that he might go a little high school and that he may have players out of position do things, to just to, one, to get through practice because there's 80, not 90 players, and two, to kind of see what they can do just in terms of flexibility with roster. And we know this has been something they've talked about on – both sides of the ball is the more you can do, the, the better you off you are. So as you're uh, watching on uh, Wednesday, if you're watching 38, Miles Hartsfield, I think, uh, is an interesting guy. And I'll mention, too, uh, before I turn it over, Brandon Zilstra mm-hmm. has, has made some really good catches over the past couple days in practice, including that scrimmage they did on Saturday, number 16. He had the six catches, 96-yard performance against New Orleans in that otherwise nondescript final game of last season. Uh, but he's a guy that's kind of – you know, with other injuries and opportunities, uh, has uh, made a name for himself in the way that he's been catching the ball at practice. Jeannie Rob, what you working with? You know, I'm thinking of Justin Burris. Uh, I, I I like him. I think when we talked about the safeties, we talked about Trey Boston being the guy, and we talked about uh, Jeremy Chen being the other guy. 
But I think it's another guy that you have to make room for. And I think that's Justice Burris. I think he's coming in with a five years experience. Uh, he played at Cleveland, played at the New York Jets. Um, he's only had four interceptions, but he's, that means you're around the ball. You can catch the ball to me. And the other thing is, I was just looking at him, the assisted tackles and the tackles he has. I'm like, you know what? I think that he comes in this situation thinking that, hey, maybe I can go ahead and competitively steal a spot and be one of the guys that you think of as your starter and not as a backup guy. And so I think he's thinking that way. He mentioned even in the interview about the chemistry that they have. And he talked about this hard work approach that he's that Coach Rule has instilled. And it seems to me to be trying to please and do everything that the coach is asking him to do. So I got my eye on this young man. I think uh, I'm, I, I'm interested to see what he's going to do. I got a couple too, but we got to take a break. And I will tease one of my picks by saying, call me Ishmael. And we'll be back with more Panther Talk next. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Let's continue this until I tell you that we have to stop talking and end the show. But I like this sort of lesser-known guys maybe that that have uh, flashed in the parlance and the nomenclature of a former staff. As a receiver, Ishmael Hyman, number 13, James Madison University, and he is smooth. I just mm-hmm. like the way he – the ball doesn't get on his pads, uh, hand catches it, and uh, a strider. Seth Roberts also – has been injured, but he's a guy with 15 NFL touchdowns, so he's a threat to make the team at a receiver, I would say. And then Mike Davis. Have you guys noticed how hard Mike Davis runs? Yep. Mad elbows, knees, determined athlete. And they released uh, Jordan Scarlett yesterday, so it says a lot about what they think about Mike Davis and, and Reggie Bonifant also buying for that second running back job there. But, you know, Davis and Bonifant both for that matter, but uh, Davis as, as more of a veteran player brings – Eugene, a lot of uh, flexibility as both a pass receiver and a running back and uh, had a good year in Seattle a couple of years ago. He's over 500 yards rushing there. So I, I don't think they're going to be resting Christian McCaffrey any more than maybe previous regimes did because it still goes all around Christian McCaffrey carrying this team and carrying the workload here. But it's good to know that you got guys like that backing him up. And you're absolutely right because you need a guy that can back up. We talked about Ronnie Bonifant. We talked about Davis. We talked about guys who can go ahead and mimic exactly what CMC does. Because this offense will be predicated around what CMC does. All right. And so all those plays, yes, will go to that running back that comes in when CMC, he takes a break. And so you got to have a guy who can block and who has that peripheral vision, who can put their foot in the ground, who can go ahead and run in between the tackles, what CMC does. And so I, I like the fact that you got a guy who can back up like that and can handle the rock. And uh, getting rid of Scarlett means that's a, a, a feather in the cap for Davis. How good could this O-line be, and how long might it take them to get good? You know, that could take a little bit more time as far as the second part goes, just because of the fact that uh, you brought in a lot of new pieces this year. And some of them are veteran pieces like like uh, John Miller and Russell Okung. And I think you know, they've got familiarity uh, when you think about the new O-line coach with Pat Meyer. Uh, but somebody like Daly, new in this, and he's in his second year, was injured a lot of his first year. For a guy like Greg Little vying for time, uh, probably needs a little more time because of how his rookie season was also spent with injuries. Matt Paradis in a whole different kind of a system, I think will be a different kind of a player in this one here. And to me, Eugene, I think Taylor Moten's kind of the, the underrated guy out of, out of all that who's been really solid ever since he came in at, at the right tackle spot now. 
Um, but it, just by the nature of it, Eugene, doesn't offensive line take a little while? It's just going to take, realistically, a, a couple of games for that to come together the way they want it to? Yes, Mick asked the question, what do you see the character that's going to develop with this team? How long would it take? And Mick, I was alluding to the offensive line. I think it's always predicated upon the offensive line. And I think getting good four games underneath your belt, belt where you get to play with each other, that's when I think you develop it. So I'm looking for that team to develop. Eugene, good show. The Zoke, good show. Mick, uh, good show. Thank you. Also want to thank Byron, Wendell, Podcast Matt. David Langton is the boss. It's been a joy. We call your attention to Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on your Carolina Panthers television network for your full access coverage of FanFest. For now, for all these guys, this is Mick. This has been Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers radio network. This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.